uh, email marketing. There are a lot of providers out there, uh, really good providers. And how we stand out at Rocket Seed is that we um, provide solutions that touch every email touchpoint. So when people think about email marketing, they usually as- associate the term with spam. Uh, we're not those guys that send newsletters out to customers and build dodgy lists and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, we actually specialize in a one-to-one dialogue between marketers, customers, uh, and internal stakeholders. So, and how has the uptake been in the market? Uh, it's been fantastic. There's nobody that really uh, provides solutions that encompass the entire email spectrum. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've been doing really well. We've got 11 government clients, lots of blue chip uh, listed companies. Um, How did and that happen? Well, uh, through grease and hard work, elbow grease and hard work. Talk to us about that because there is this misconception. People always think they expect things to happen yesterday and expect them to happen very easily. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, growth in a business takes a long time. Um, and from all the entrepreneurs I've met who've been successful, they, their outstanding features are tenacity and grit, essentially, because you've got to be willing to, you know, start slowly and build up. Um, in in this day and age, people think that, you know, if you've got a great idea, specifically if it's a digital solution, mm. that, um, you know, you're going to put up a website and suddenly you're going to be, uh, you know, the number one provider of that solution in the country, whereas it isn't like that. So uh, with us, certainly, you know, word of mouth has played uh, a role in our successes, specifically in recent times. Uh, but elbow grease got us there, you know, um, uh, if you're wanting to start a Give business. Give us detail on that. Yeah. If, if you're wanting to start a business, you need to realize that, um, you know, it takes hard work. So, for instance, most of the customers that we've uh, won at Rocket Seed um, were through very, very cold, you know, uh, cold calling. You know, so so we literally had to pick up the phone, face, you know, 100 rejections for every one potential customer who wanted to see us, um, you know, so that we could actually show them what, what makes us amazing. Mm. You know, and, 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 and that is uh, the elbow grease that you are talking about, but also the investment. You know, where does the money come from? I was reading um, the story of uh, Techie Town. And how they said that, you know, in the first, I think, five years could be more, they actually invested all the money that they made back into the business and opened new branches. So where did the money come from? Um, well, you know, we, we, we came from humble beginnings. Uh, Rocket Seed is a company that started in South Africa, in Cape Town, in fact, and grew out into the rest of the world. Uh, and for the first few years, you know, we had to invest heavily. Uh, I hadn't arrived there as yet then. Uh, heavily in in, uh, development of our technology. And, uh, you know, we didn't really make profit for the first few years. Um, You know, so so the the problem with entrepreneurship uh, and the issues facing entrepreneurs in South Africa is that getting finance for a startup is extremely difficult. Um, So we had funding in the form of, you know, investment from shareholders. Uh, we have a shareholder in the UK who is heavily involved in the funding of the business uh, in its early stages. And, um, you know, uh, in the, the history of Rocket Seed, to let you know what what entrepreneurs face is that, you, you, you know, we've never once even gotten an, a bank overdraft, you know, mm. never mind funding mm. or, or, or financing from any of the, the banking institutions. Uh, and we had to rely heavily on, on investment from, from shareholders. 
Mm. And um, when you say, you know, um, especially from someone overseas, does does that mean that uh, people in South Africa, you know, were less open to the idea of investing in a startup? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, through my experiences and dialogues with uh, venture capitalists, for instance, um, you know, they want a solid um, balance sheet, you know, before they're willing to invest in your business. Uh, and and the, these are the issues that face entrepreneurs is that you need to actually get a business that's viable and shows p- the potential of, of accelerated growth before anybody is willing to invest in you. Well, if you could get there on your own steam, you wouldn't need them now, would you? Um, Sanile, what's your background? You know, h- how do you come into this space? Where do you come from? Right, I come from a, a social entrepreneurship space. Um, a few years ago, my partner and I started an institution that was um, getting young people involved in science, engineering and technology. And we were doing these initiatives whilst we were still in high school. Um, so in 2007, when I then finished my matric, well, I actually failed my matric, I had to find a credible solution for my own career, something that I can pursue. I had actually wanted to pursue law, but because I could not get the right grades for me to be admitted into a degree for law, I then chose entrepreneurship as an alternative. But I was, I was doing that at the background of the ability of two things which I think I had. One was I had a bit of street wisdom. And that I used to try and match it with some book wisdom. So the ability to hustle is what got me into business. I managed to see where the gaps were and I tried to work on that. And I said to myself, I have the street wisdom I know how to get people to either believe or people to want to buy into certain things. And I said, let me use the strength to start an enterprise. And at the time, my enterprise was actually... um, I used to design business cards, uh, flyers, and letterheads. But how I did this was that I saw Jetline, one of the stores, and I, I, I used to check the prices there. I used to know a graphic designer, and I knew business people. So I'd go to a business person, and I'd say to them, you don't have a business card. I can arrange that for you. And then I'll match that with a graphic designer. Once I've got the artwork, I'll go to Jetline and print. So that used to be my business. My business was just to hustle the thoughts, was to take from those who were very lazy to do for themselves and find an opportunity there. So that grew because they started demanding a lot of uh, like a, a different range of things. They'd say, I want company brochures now. I want to start doing um, branded clothing and things like that. So it forced me to research alternative branding items for people. And as a consequence, after a long time, I realized that there's quite a huge chunk of opportunities. And that's what I started using. So that thing was what really got me into business.